Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave This podcast brought to you by Baby Pouncer. Do you have a small dog that acts like a toddler that lives in your house that pounces on everything, but she's small? Baby Pouncer. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by The Donathan Club, a distinguished club just for my dog that maybe your dog can be allowed into. Apply within to The Donathan Club. Restrictions are you cannot be the pit bull from down the street, you cannot be laundry, and you can't be a sound from outside. Other than that, Tianfu is okay with you. Gracie must have a club. Probably not called The Donathan Club, but... No, she's in, lots of people have told me she's in the RBF club, the resting bitch face club. I think most cats are. I think and so then, too. You never look at a cat and be like, oh, he looks so warm and loving. Some do. And then there's like that one cat that died, Curl and Meow, that had like the crazy face. Yes. Yeah, but it's never like, what kind eyes? Even with a cat that's cute, it doesn't look happy. I, yeah, I had a cat named Catsby who was aggressively affectionate, but he was still like fucked up looking. Like his eye was a little goopy and his ear was snatched off. Stop eating that thing. Baby pouncer. You guys, you've got questions. We've got answers. It's Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast, where you bring your life to us in pieces and we tape it back together. But the second you walk out of the store, it all falls apart. Too bad. You bought it. Kick it. Oh, yeah. And this is Emily. Yep. Hello. Ben.falter.750. Do you think shoehorns are a good gift? No. That's insane. You're a psychopath. And nobody needs a shoehorn. You know what? A shoehorn is one of those gifts. I have so many strong opinions on this. When you actually use one, you're like, wow, that was great. And you know what? I bet they come back. I bet rappers start getting like ebony shoehorns. I was gonna say ivory, but that's illegal. Uh, but that's a terrible gift. It's up there with a tie. Nobody wants either. Is it not something where I would, I feel like I would get it and be like, oh, I can use this for stuff. You don't have those kind of shoes. Like the backs of your shoes are all chewed on and stepped on. Yeah. It's like giving an orchid. You're like, okay, now I have it. I've been declining gifts lately. Yeah. It's just too much stuff, too much plastic. I'm like, I don't. Did you get this at Trader Joe's? I don't need it. Yeah. Including that orchid. Tianfu, give it a rest. Kick it. BJF68 asks, what qualities do you find most and least attractive in people? Ooh, God. I'm interested to hear. That's a big question. In people, in a mate. Uh, I think in people. people. Well, obviously, the quality I find most attractive is somebody who wants to listen and laugh at me. Okay. There are people who thrive on making other people uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, that's their thing. And that kind of grosses me out. We're all supposed to be getting along here. And you getting some sick comfort out of being an asshole or saying things to upset people deliberately People who go out of their way to be awful. And that sounds like, of course not, but there are so many people that do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really hate when people talk over me. It really, and I understand. There's an ebb and a flow to a conversation, but when people, it's a very like male comic thing to just, I'm just going to take up all the room. And I just, it's just a disgusting quality. Yeah. What, what do you think? Because another thing. Oh, <laughs> I didn't go fast enough. Had so many bad qualities. Yeah. I don't like an interrupter. I don't like somebody who, I have a friend and she's constantly trying to get me to hang out with her other friends. And they're all men who just think that they know more about something. Like, and they well, yeah. will. I mean, <laughs> their brains are larger. And will argue with me about it or be like, oh, I bet you didn't read this book. It's just like that kind of a thing is where you're like. real or is this like no, it's real. a 
uh, you're writing something from college. No. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I always think I'm the smartest person in the room. I just like people that are easy to get along with. I don't, and maybe this is just like my nervous mind, but when people are too quiet and you can't read their faces, it's not that I do or don't like it, but like, I'm such an open book. When someone like, I'm like, are you not having a good time? They're like, no, I'm loving it. And I'm like, the old comedy joke is, are you having a good time? Tell your face. When you don't wear your heart on your sleeve, I'm like, what are you, what's back there? Are you going to cancel my show? What are you quietly thinking about? How much you don't like me? What's happening? Um, positive qualities. What is that noise? Well, there's always someone with a leaf blower somewhere. Always. Someone's always getting their, we don't even have lawns in my neighborhood. And there's someone always tending their lawn. Positive qualities. I don't know. I, the, you have different friends for different reasons. What a weird you, question. You like someone with a sense of humor. I even like someone with a better sense of humor than me. I love laughing. Yeah, you don't want to grump. I like people who can take it mm. and give it back. You're one of those people. Like, obviously, I'm your boss, so you can't be like, fuck off. <laughs> but like, a, and I, even in a mate, like, I always love breaking balls. I lo- people seldom make fun of me in a kind way. That's the other thing people don't get. Like if you're just mean yeah. or without reason, you know, but um, I love going back and forth with someone and I love being made fun of when you know it's from love mm-hmm. because that means that they're paying attention to you. Yeah. I love that. I love making fun of each other. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's uh, you have to have an invitation. It can't just be like you just bust in. You're like, fuck you. You got bad hair. And People like, that do that just with just newly knowing you are the worst. Oof, the worst. And then like, just kidding. All love. There's always some like 19-year-old girl on Instagram that says something horrible. She's like, JK, don't be mad. Love you. And you're like, oh, you seem so insecure. Taking shots, punching up. Kick it. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza.
pre underscore via Lobas. Wait, I have one more. Oh, okay. I love when someone's smarter than me, but they validate how much I know. Like I'm friends with uh, like Dr. Daniel. I'll say something and he'll be like, that's actually a great point. I'm like, thank yeah. you so much. I thought really hard on that point before I said it. Yeah. I love having friends that are smarter than me. He's very smart. And on the podcast, he was like, you're doing an important thing here. <laughs> yeah, it's For just you, people yeah. that are better than you, even though he would never cop to that, but like he deep down knows, making you feel like you're just as important. Yeah. And that's a good quality is making little people feel big. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Pre underscore via Lobazen. Hi, Liza, you crack me up. How many bones have you broken? Hugs from Costa Rica. Uh, that's a weird question to ask. So chipper. Uh, I've never broken a bone voluntarily had my nose broken to fix it. Uh, but I've never, yeah, I've never broken a bone. I've never really hurt myself. I've one time I had to go to the ER because a Alaskan Malamute bit me on the face uh-huh. uh, on Thanksgiving when I was seven. But other than that, have you broken a bone? I could see no. you breaking an arm. No, I've never broken a bone. Your there's actually a, there's a subreddit called never, never broke a bone. And if somebody breaks cool. a bone, they get kicked out of it. Cool. Well, that's all on the honor system then, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, never broken a, when I met my husband, he had a broken hand, uh, from playing basketball and you're like, Oh, did you go so hard in the paint? Nope. Frustrated. He punched a mat that he thought was more padded than it was against a wall, which is so stupid. Which hand? I don't remember the one that's little, the little one. And I like when you're younger and you're a girl, you're like, it's so hot if a guy punches a wall and like, it is hot, like a little bit, but when you actually see someone display aggression toward nothing, you're like, get fucking control of yourself. (laughs) I told him, I was like, if you break something else for a stupid reason, like I'm not helping you. Or when you see someone in a sling, it's kind of a sad look. A sling is a sad look. It's very civil war. Like, (laughs) oh my, Betsy, my arm's in a sling. Also, like I remember I had a friend in high school and he like punched a wall, but you know, he did it because like other dudes were doing it. And he's like, you're so mad. I'm like, are you really mad? Like, in your, like, upper middle class suburban home, like, you're really that mad. So, it's such a dude thing. I punched a wall. I let it know. I'm like, cool. Enjoy not having full use of your right hand for the next six to eight months. I don't know how long it takes to heal a hand. I don't know. I've stubbed my toe, and that was enough for me. Boy, I'll tell you what. Ooh, I mean, knock on wood, but it's been a while since I've done a stubbing where I'm, like, laying on the ground like Peter Ooh. Griffin, just like, ha, well, you're in for one now. The universe <laughs> turned its back on you, but now it heard you. Like It'll add guy. some excitement yeah. in my daily life. I've never broken a bone. Uh, never really hurt myself. Well, I almost on? got bitten by, not almost, there was a brown recluse in the gym. Oh, I saw your story. Yeah. It was under a bench that I had brought in from the patio and I saw these cobwebs and I was like, I better get rid of those. And I saw it sitting there and mm-hmm. just, I remember Kevin from Kevin and from the now- defunct Kevin and Bean, mm-hmm. a brown recluse bit him on the neck. Yes. And he had to get a skin graft and it was like the skin was rotting away and I was like, not happening. Yeah. I did kill it. I don't kill spiders nor I don't kill bugs, but a poisonous, like a radioactive poisonous spider in your home where your head goes because it was on the floor where yeah. I do my workouts. You got to go. And I crushed it and I apologized as I was doing it. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I opened yeah. in his little legs. I felt bad, but- you can't. I don't That's, even care if recluse is in your name. Like, hey, I'm quiet. I'm cool. Because they always, and then they always want more. They start off quiet. Look at the Middle East. Everyone always wants more. That's what I have to do with spiders. If I can't catch them, I have to kill them because otherwise I'm so scared they're going to bite Gracie because, you know, a cat's going to go mess with it. Yeah. Also survival of the fittest. Like, if you came into his home, he would stun you and eat you. Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry, I've, buggo. I've caught a couple and taken them outside and and both times that it's happened recently, one of my neighbors has been like, what are you doing? As I'm like trying to get it out of the cup onto the Your like, neighbors lawn. are selfish psychopaths. And I would be like, oh, now you can hear me? Uh, well, it's, it's a person, the person who was uh, confused about it is actually one of my better neighbors. But Whatever. she was just, so, she was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm laying a spider out. Why? And I was like, well, I mean, why your not? Business. Go Let back me- inside and quarantine. None <laughs> of your fucking business nosy neighbor mo miles 23 mo miles mo miles mo miles which character do you resonate with more cashew albacore or husband wife oh god well cashew albacore is forever in my mind like all those weird things and that quick to anger and the craziness husband wife is more in a vibe so i think i'd say cashew albacore because 
I am husband, wife, even before I married my husband. Like that's just it, like it me. <laughs> and that's just how I am. And I, I met a man who's like, I'm into it. Most guys are cool with that. I'm not actually taking a dump. I would never do that. And like leaving it in a toilet. But like being, I've always been like a casual gal. That being said, I would probably never wear a Steelers jersey. I'd wear a cute Steelers t-shirt. People were excited on social media. They, oh, they were like, Steelers jersey? I didn't know that about Steeler you. Steeler Nation is like ready to fuck at all times. And sometimes I wear that Pittsburgh shirt just because people go so fucking nuts. They love their football so much. And even if you're not a Steelers fan, they're like, you love Steelers? Yins loves the Steelers? I love Steelers. My Steelers! They lose their mind. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually, wasn't even a Steelers jersey. It was just a black, yellow jersey. And I was like, people, I remember putting it on being like, people are going to think this is a Steelers jersey. And they were excited. Let them think that. Yeah. Tune in and tune up. Turn up. Turn up. Taylor underscore Tina Stevenson, Turner. 93, Taylor. says, how do you handle the sexism in the comedy industry? Mm. But follows up with, also, how are you able to 100% call my best friend and I out on our matching dove tattoos on our wrists in your wedding special? I was like, that me. I mean, people need to get, comedy comes from, I mean, we're observant people, we're observational comics. Com comedy comes from living life and seeing life. Yeah. You don't come up with this stuff in a vacuum. Right. I just happen to have a talent for seeing things and then conveying them. Mm -hmm. um, also, I could have said people with matching octopi tattoos on their heads and somewhere out there, someone would be like, that's me. But, you know, yeah. these observations aren't in a vacuum and they are from observing things over and over again. The sexism thing, I've been doing this long enough. You get to a certain level and it, you just have to decide to be undeniable. Mm -hmm. So people can take it away from you all they want, but if you keep showing up and you keep doing a good job, eventually... Years have gone by. I mean, people have kind of stopped saying like girls aren't funny. It's such an antiquated thing. And it's actually offensive because I'm like, nobody says that anymore. And those people that do are just not informed. So you just don't listen to them. Like, just don't listen to the stupid people. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of unfunny people on both sides. I wager to say there are more unfunny men because there are more men doing comedy. I've always said that. It's a sheer number thing. That's why when a girl gets up there and she sucks, it looks like women aren't funny because she's representing such a large percentage of us because there's so few of us doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but gender, like I don't, I'm not successful because I'm a woman. I'm successful despite of it and despite it, among other things, it's a stepping stone, it's a crutch, it's whatever you make it to be. Mm -hmm. I've said this from the beginning. All the girls that are like, it's because I'm a woman. Well, what are you going to tell the rest of the girls that are successful? Like, what are you going to tell us that we're this because we're flukes? No. Yeah. So put your nose down, work hard. Put your horse blinders on. Don't be a horse. All right. A put few, your, make your hooves into glue. A few people ask this question and- Also, it just comes down to jealousy. People aren't going to bother telling you it's just because you're grown unless they're jealous or they want to fuck you. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't even mess with you. Like there are so many unfunny women out there and I don't even talk about them. I don't think about them or watch them because I'm like, that girl's not funny. If she's funny, then I'm like, she's funny. Or I'm like, oh, I hate her because I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. Or a dude's like, he wants to fuck. That's it. It's jealousy or they want to fuck you. That's the only reason people talk about you. Or they really like you, in which case they're saying nice things. And that doesn't count as talking about. Mm -hmm. Heed my words. Okay. Okay. So this question. You're like, I'm, I hear this all the time from you. I don't. <laughs> a lot of people asked about this. So I thought we would do it. Cameron. F in particular said, hi, Eliza and Emily really wanted to ask Eliza how she grieved slash coped with losing Blanche. I had to put my dog down Friday and I'm really struggling. Some context. His name is Diesel and he's an English lab. He was 13 and I've his had him since I was 10. Was Diesel. Oh, Let's so begin to live in the present. So it's really tough losing someone I've had through the process of growing up. I know he's in a better place and no longer in pain, but I'm having a hard time processing all the emotions that come with this part of life. Any advice or tools? Now, I think a lot of people are asking because they're, we're just, all, we're all at home. And so it's like, it's hard and you don't have your uh, buddies. Uh, look, you don't have to think about processing it because you will just process it naturally. You don't have to rush it. I strongly suggest letting every single thought and emotion wash over you. There's no reason to not cry. There's no reason to not look at pictures. There's no reason to stop yourself from grieving. Mm -hmm. And what will happen, I promise you, you will never, I'm going to tell you this, you will never not miss your dog. Not a day will go by that you don't think about your dog. But the more you process it and the healthier you are about it and the more you allow yourself to go through this, because this is your brain's way of dealing with it, 
um, even if your heart isn't, uh, one day you will think about your dog and you will smile. This is all I can promise you. Yeah. One day you will think about your dog and you'll laugh and you'll be able to recall the memory of your dog fondly and even a little spotted. You know, it's not going to stay that strong forever. Um, and that there's a little sadness in that, but that's how time heals all wounds is that you start to forget a little bit. You'll never forget them completely. Um, I mean, I live in a house and my entire office is just pictures of Blanche and I've chosen to keep them up because I prefer to think about her as something positive. And, and I look at her face and I say, and I just remember what an amazing dog she was, but the sting of it will dull. And one day you will think about your dog and you will not cry. You will just smile. And I cannot tell you when that day will be, but one day it'll happen and you'll be like, oh, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. It wasn't until she died that I, because her, it's going to be coming up on a year that she's gone, which is so weird. And it's oh weird to God. look in your phone and realize you're not, I'm not contributing to the Blanche Waits Instagram anymore. And it's weird to look in your phone and be like, oh, there's no more pictures of that dog, you know? Mm-hmm. Look at the pictures, post about it, grieve publicly, lean on your friends. I get, I feel really good when I bring up Blanche to any friend and they say, yeah, she was incredible. Just hearing that validation or mm-hmm. on occasion, someone will send me, something of hers that I gave away when we sat Shiva for her. And now their dog has it. Mm -hmm. Dogs are balls of energy that are only put on this planet to be loved and to help us get through something. And if you can look at it like that, I was thinking about that, how Tianfu is so different. Because you think, I'll never love a dog like this dog. So different. So different. Do I love her as completely as I love Blanche? The answer is no, but the answer is also not yet. I had Blanche for like nine years. Mm -hmm. Can't compare the two. But I was thinking about um, you'll only be able to see what that dog meant to you with a little bit of distance between the passing and mm-hmm. and with a little bit of time between uh, that because you're processing it. And Blanche came to me and she was there to get me through my life and get me through coming up in comedy and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the guys that I dated. Like she was my partner and she was my constant, her and stand-up. Mm-hmm. And somebody wrote this book that they gave me, a fan, about how, you know, she was there and she was there to make sure I had someone. It's really sad. <laughs> it, you're, and I'll be all this not to be meeting a husband, but she held on till our wedding and the last special. And then she was like, my work here is done. Mm-hmm. So I needed her, but I think Tianfu needs us. she's like having a little baby and she needs love and she needs reassurance. And so I'm here to do that for her. Yeah. These dogs are here just for you to love them. And then when their job is done, they leave. Mm -hmm. It was never going to be forever, Mm -hmm. but their job was to make you think it was forever, but you're forever changed. Oh, I could cry now. It won't hurt this way. I promise forever. Yeah. And they're always in your heart, but they are not on this plane anymore. Mm -hmm. If you love them completely, then their job is done. Mm-hmm. Like staring at a picture of my dog. Oh, Blanche! Jassy toe. Let's get to something. Don't give me sad questions. I just, look, I, I, a few people asked it, and I think with the quarantine, it's especially just on... Emily's like, look, I didn't really do my job. On people's mind. Oh, no, there are questions I don't compile. Okay. And people know who they are. Why are you such a bitch? You say, I don't read no, that one. that's not one, but okay. just... Jassy Toe says, hi, Eliza. Hi, Emily. I've been really trying to write a new script, but it doesn't seem to be turning out as well as my others have. I don't know if I should keep going on, keep on going with it or just scrap it and start anew. I'm trying to write a more comedic script for a short film I plan on filming after quarantine. Usually I write more sad, dramatic plays and short films. So I think we've touched on this a little bit in before that it's really hard to motivate right now. And people are like, oh, yeah. like we could be like writing and doing this and that. But it's just no, hard it's really right hard. now. It's really hard. I have an outline that I chip away at every day. I ate a full chocolate bar the other day. Oh, one of your jelly bellies? One of my marvelous creations. Uh-huh. And I was just so stressed. And then I had a bag of these like Japanese puffy cookie candies. I ate the entire bag yesterday, staring at that outline. Stick it in a drawer, come back to it in a week. Stick it in a drawer, come back to it in a week. Um, There's no pressure to write it. Also, you can't force funny. Nothing is less funny than trying to be funny. And that's just that. I don't know. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not a funny person. I don't know. Have somebody read it, but don't, I don't know, but don't force it. Um, And that perspective is really helpful to like put it away for a couple days and then come back with fresh eyes. That's it. But everybody writes differently. Yeah. I mean, I think nobody, like, don't feel bad if you're not 
getting as much done as you thought you were going to get done. And always comment on the truth. What is the truth of the situation? How is it making you specifically feel? Your view is unlike any other person's view. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to share it. But also put it in a drawer for a little bit. Go. There was a meme the other day or a tweet that was like, I told my mom I was, in, I don't remember what the context was like. I told my mom I was sad. Oh, it's like a text between the mom and the kid. Mm-hmm. Kid's like, I'm in a bad mood. Mom's like, what's wrong? He's like, I don't know, just in a bad mood. And the mom writes, go have a banana and sit outside. <laughs> it's so true. Sit outside, have a banana. Have a banana and sit outside. All right. Okay, anonymous. Eliza has mentioned her evening skincare routine before. Mm. Uh, could you go over it in detail? Not necessarily the brands, but the type of products. I'm in my late 20s and just started using retinol night cream, but I'm clueless as to what else there is. Just finished the sketch show for the second time and her skin is amazing. Oh my God, Thanks. it was amazing. My skin was amazing when we were shooting for two reasons. One, it's not as dry in New York as it is in California, which is a desert. And two, I was using this OC products, which are made of seaweed, but I really think a big part of it was uh, it was New York where the atmosphere is different. It mm-hmm. was amazing mm-hmm. for sure. Um, here's the one thing you need to know about your skincare routine. The products you put on your face, the application should go in order of thinnest product to thickest, meaning start with, like don't end with an oil. Like if you're going to put a moisturizing cream, that goes last. Whatever the thickest cream is goes on last. Thinnest goes on first. So serums and oils go first. Anything else you want to do? A retinol cream, you want it to penetrate your skin. You also want to be careful. You don't want to use that every single night. I think you can like work up to it. So what are you doing every night? Every night I, because it rotates, like I get different products and a lot of them are just sort of given to me. But every night I wash my face uh, with Cetaphil. So like Mm -hmm. super basic drugstore Cetaphil. Um, I also have like a jelly cleanser from Drunk Elephant that someone gave me. So I have, if I wash my face in the shower. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? I never paid you for a drunk elephant cow. I got their littles. They had a kit that was like eight, eight little things together to make one routine. It's so cute how their products go together because they don't look like they would because everything's a different color and a different yeah. pattern. Uh, or, yeah, so it's one of those two. So mm-hmm. let's say Cetaphil. Mm-hmm. And then my skin always feels really dry here. So I do, is it um, Manuka? No, that's honey. Marula oil. That's just because drunk elephant had it. But OC has... An oil, I use all kinds of oils. I mm-hmm. always do vitamin C serum. Hyaluronic acid is great for your skin. Uh, and then I put some sort of thick moisturizer. I always do an eye cream. Mm-hmm. You know, invest in a good one uh, to put around your eyes. Sometimes I wash off. But nothing really fancy, nothing, you know, everything's pretty much over the counter, regular. It's just the, you have to, it's the consistency. Mm-hmm. Plenty of times in my 20s, I go to bed drunk and I wrote even wrote a joke about how you wake up in your makeup and you look so cute. I, no matter how drunk I get, I always wash my face and I always use baby oil to take off my makeup. Mm-hmm. I never use any other product. I think everything else is gross and absolute snake oil. Baby oil will melt all the makeup off. Always use warm water to open up your pores and then you can put all that nice stuff in. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, uh, uh, you were on uh, Natch Butte, which is you, you went through your routine and I would also say... They have a website, natchbeaut.com, that I've used to find products because you can easily like search things. It's like a good index of creams and whatever, like things that are actually being used was cruelty-free. find out what kind of skin you have. You don't mm-hmm. want to be putting stuff and make sure you do wash your face so you open up your pores. Warm water will do that. That's why when you go for a facial, they put steam on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you have dry skin, make sure you're, oh, you always want to be hydrating, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what kind of skin you have, you always want to be hydrating it. So I just load up that face. Yeah. And my skin is still dry, but whatever. I still think yeah. I got punched in the face when I wake up. There's also um, a subreddit called uh, Skincare Addiction, I think. And they, it's just like a lot of people. And you can literally say like, this is what my skin looks like. You can post a picture of your face you and they will recommend products. And they're not doctors, so take it with a grain of salt. But it, it's nice to have people that have like, oh, my skin looks like yours and I use this and this. Yeah. It's but always vitamin C and hyaluronic acid. Always, mm-hmm. You always are going to want to do that. Yeah. Okay. But I have also, I tell you, a lot of it is genetics. So yeah. go call your mom. Be like, what the fuck is that, mom? Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Tovu. I have a question about friends. So about five months ago, I started a new school. Let me guess. And I had this friend, and she's a bitch. I got to get rid of her. What do I do? Because we live together, and we share a father. I started a new school, and I met these three girls. We all became really close friends. Oh, my God. I write this down. Three girls. Close friends. No pants. (laughs) New school. Uh... 
close friends get along. But for about two months now, I have felt detached from the group yep. and realized they aren't really the friends I want to have for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. feel like I can't share how I feel with them. I get really frustrated when they text me. Also, one of them grabbed a piece of a candy bar I was eating without asking, never apologized. How old Then are got you? mad at me. Recently, I've been considering... She's 13. She ate my She's 13. Pocket. Recently, yeah. I've been considering if I should leave the friend group and find better friends. What? By the way, you they aren't scream toxic. These. What should I do? And if you think that I should leave, how should I get new friends? Contacts. I'm a 13-year-old girl. Oh, no. I go to a very small school, 84 kids. Oof. I'm an introvert, and I don't know if it helps, but I'm Jewish. Thank you for being such a great comedian. Don't Panic Pantry is really helping me get through this quarantine. I hate to tell you, uh, it never helps to be Jewish. Um, I... Am you? I well, in that I've gone to small schools. I've also gone to big schools. I went to in second grade, and then all of high school, I went to a school that had about a hundred kids in a grade. Uh, there's always wiggle room to find new friends. There's always the grades above and below you, and there's always. I remember people kind of shifting around friend groups. There's always other girls in your class. If somebody makes you, and by the way, this is the age. Listen up, thirteen year old that girls get like super bitchy, super awful. And you kind of start to establish like, how am I going to be going into high school? So it's really great that you have a sense of self. Uh, some people are a lot older and still don't. This young, it is not worth it. It is not worth it to be to establish a pattern of being around women who make you feel bad. Unless you're the problem, I have no idea. But let's assume you're not this young in life. So that's great. Drop them, just drop them. You don't have to answer the text. You don't have to be rude. You could just not respond and just start filling up your calendar. First of all, you should just be studying. But I guess, you know, we're not, you also don't have to worry about having friends now because everyone's quarantined. But right. just switch your friends. Girls do it for better or for worse all the time. I remember one girl in middle school came back from summer one time and she was like, I have a different name now. And all the other girls were like, great, we'll do that. Your whole life, there are going to be girls you want to be friends with, girls you don't want to be friends with. You will be this girl for someone else. There are some girls, there's some girl out there that doesn't want to be your friend. It's ever switching, ever rotating. Mm-hmm. Just be friends with the ones you want to be friends with. Everybody will get over it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Especially if you're hot, they'll get over it. Well, and at 13, you're fine. You're fine. Like, it, you're, you're always going to be around other people that you can be friends with. Like, you have another few years of, like, yes. having a lot of people accessible to you. And by the way, little girls have no loyalty. So if you just get one of those girls alone, I guarantee her attitude is a lot different. Like, she's not going to be snatching that candy bar uh, if it's just you and her. Yeah. I had a best friend when I was in middle school, and I loved her so much. And then, like, she started to get cooler. So she had other girlfriends, and then we all hung out together. But I didn't really like those other girlfriends. But guess what? Like, now I'm famous. So kick it. Okay. <laughs> Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers, the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. So the next one is not a question, it's a comment, but I thought it was valuable. So do you want to read it? No. Okay. Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm a chemical engineer in the oil industry and want to give you some encouragement to keep spreading your message for people to live more sustainably. My industry is going to continue operating and polluting as long as legislation allows and as long as there's a market. If people don't consume our products, then the market disappears. Right. We can see this very clearly right now where people are traveling less. Oil refiners are shutting down or cutting back operations and 20% global crude oil production cuts have been declared. That's unprecedented and huge. This just shows the impact of our 
our daily energy consumption and shows what people really do have the power to influence massive companies and world markets. So please keep spreading the message for people not to use their money on environmentally harmful products. If you don't buy it, then oil and chemical companies won't make it. True. Sorry, there's no question here. Love your podcast. Stay healthy. She's absolutely right. You vote with your dollar and people- I don't know. It's anonymous. It votes. It says vote with your dollar. Uh, I'm sorry. Z, what are the pronouns when you don't have one? When you don't have a preference? It has an X, but I don't know how you say it. Zer? X- she. She. I don't, it's like a, I don't know how the Chinese say the X. Say um, this person, mm-hmm. this non-gender identifies, she's like, I'm a girl. I'm saying I'm a girl. Um, it's true. You vote with your dollar. Mm-hmm. It's like when people are like, stop making stupid people famous. I'm like, well, quit clicking on that story about them. Yeah. You know, quit swiping up. So we are only human. Uh, fun fact, my husband told me yesterday, because we've all been quarantined, um, one bag of garbage for our, an entire week. Just we made one bag of garbage. I'm making more garbage because I'm always there. I'm, I'm always home. I'm saying we only had the one garbage bag. You shouldn't be making more. And it's tough because you want to do all this environmentally friendly stuff and then you buy these green products that come in plastic and everything is bullshit. Be cognizant. I took all my money out of Chase Bank because they uh, invest like in fossil fuels. So I took my money out. You know, I'm like, you don't want this 3 million? Later. <laughs> no. Um, so you're absolutely right. We have to think about these things and just know that if you, if enough people think like one person does, if enough people do it, they'll stop. I mean, Starbucks still uses plastic, but look what they did. You know, they stopped using straws because enough people were like, we don't want this. Mm-hmm. We matter. Our voices collected can be heard. Kick it. Kick it. Anonymous, hi everyone. I recently started dating this guy about two months ago. The first month was great. We were both in school in different cities. About a first month. (laughs) About an hour and a half away. And we'd Snapchat throughout the day and FaceTimed every night. I loved talking to him and didn't mind not talking during the day because we always had the night to talk. Well, now that we're in quarantine, he doesn't call or remember to call. It's been over a week. I told him how I feel, but it hasn't changed yet. I really like him. Moving on. How do I get through this time? Moving on. He's basically my boyfriend. Wouldn't he want to talk to me? I understand maybe not every day, but still- This is my first Not relationship. I'm 19. I don't exactly know what I'm doing. Moving on. Anything will help. He always says he misses me. I don't doubt that. Maybe he's just clueless. This yep. has been going on beyond the week of not calling. Don't but have the no time. calling is the tipping point. We Gotta don't get text as often either. Look, everybody has ways that they prefer to communicate. Boys, especially when they're younger, are stupid. However, there are plenty of boys that would call you and text you. I remember being in my 20s. I remember going on a date, I might have been in my 30s, with a guy who just didn't text me. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh." And for sure, women communicate way better than men and we communicate with more words and more often. My husband always answers texts, always did. I've dated plenty of, and I remember having a boyfriend before him that just could not get back to me and really liked me, like really was into me. And that was the only thing we argued about. I was just like, you are unresponsive. And I remember saying to this guy, I'm like, what do you do? Check your phone and then just chuck it in the ocean? I, I, there are people, there are doctors on call that are more responsive. It is a behavioral pattern. It may not even be personal. It's just the way they are. But the issue is not him. The issue is how do you want to be communicated to? And if that is a deal breaker, which for right now, you can't even be with each other, yeah. then this guy's not treating you the way you want to be treated. That's it. Move on. Either he's not that into you or this is how he is and it doesn't work for you. Right. That's it. Take this time to break up with this person and find someone who does want to communicate with you. I understand not wanting to talk on the phone because like it's not 1980 anymore, but not even communicating, not even, hey, thinking about you. Hey, good night. Hey, here's something I did today. Yeah. They should be want to be reaching out. So this is not the guy for you. Well, and now that everybody um, thinks that they can just video call you whenever they want. I mean, you're talking about me. I love FaceTime. No, you're fine because that's different. It's work. But just like random people that you, because you and I are now having to talk in a different way because we're not together. But just We're doing people, it now. Yeah. But just people that you're seeing, like, like, like friends that maybe you don't see that often or whatever, haven't talked in a while, suddenly want to FaceTime. And it's like, what are we doing? Oh, I like that. But, um, and by the way, even if you were dating, like even if you were together and there's no quarantine, this would rear its head in another way. It still wouldn't be enough communication for you or it will present itself in another way. So that's it. He is telling you who he is. So listen to him. Yeah. Kick it. 
Let me also say this for the young girls out there. A real relationship is the other person tells you what bothers them and that person actively tries to fix it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband and I don't really have fights, but on the rare occasion that I've said something about something he does, I've noticed him actually trying to fix these things. The idea is that they love you or they like you and they want to not change who they are, but try to make things better if it's something that they can help. Um, I can't say the same about myself. I'm like, you take me as I am and that's it. Kick it. Hey, gang. I am having an issue with my brother's wedding date. It's the day after my birthday and he's doing it to be funny. There are no more wedding dates. There are no more birthdays. We're all quarantined. Your brother's brother's moving his wedding date. Quote, unquote, to be funny. He's doing it to be funny? You're a comedian. Find the joke. It's 10-10-2020. I feel like I'm not allowed to say anything because he's been the golden child and I've been the scapegoat. My little sister, who was the one who helped me find this pod, has always recognized this and been my ally when dealing with my mother. By the way, Emily, we listen to your advice too and I follow the narcissistic parent thread on Reddit and oh my God, it's exactly my mother. Oh I've my literally God. Emily's cried so great. reading them wow. thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not. no, I just told people really? about a subreddit. Okay. Everyone Moving seems perfectly cool with this date. I have an issue with this for a few reasons beyond just it being around my birthday. My other sister was married two days before my birthday. So that's her special day and week. They haven't been dating that long. The engagement is less than a year. Like you're pledging the rest of your life to this person. Why rush it? My brother is clearly more into her than she is to him. My sister brought this annoyance I have up to my mom and she just shrugged it off like it was nothing and I should get over it. Am I being overdramatic? Like it isn't my choice. They got to choose their special date. I didn't. I'm happy he's happy, but it bothers me that I'm being steamrolled by my brother for the rest of my life. You're not. Mom even made the comment, well, we will be together on her birthday. Um, okay, for their wedding rehearsal. Okay, wait, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. I don't know how old you are. You gotta grow up. No. For further context, if you didn't already get enough, my mom hasn't texted me on my birthday for the last three years, only on my other sister's anniversary. And then my little sister brought it up to my mom. She replied, well, at least I said something earlier rather than later. This hasn't been sitting easy with me and I feel like I can't say anything about it. How do I become okay with it? Okay. First of all, I don't know how old you are, but one thing you won't understand is as you get older, your birthday is of less significance. So you do sound young and it's okay. It's your birthday. It's a special day. My own brother, his birthday's today. And he's like, I can't go out. I don't have a cake or anything. And I'm like, you're a grown man. It's your birthday. It's special. Uh, And because you are younger and because you are not married, uh, the birthday is even more special. Um, Listen, your brother and you don't live together. So your birthday, when we all come out of this haze of a quarantine, you will be able to go out and celebrate that with your friends or your boyfriend or whoever you're with. And it won't, you won't even think about the fact that a day later is your brother's anniversary. Aside from the fact that he's getting married this year, so it kind of takes away from your birthday, for the rest of time forever, you never have to think about it because you're not obligated to celebrate his anniversary. It sounds like the mother remembers the anniversaries though and not the birthday. So this only makes that, compounds that issue. You need to take this specifically up with your mother and be like, it really hurts my feeling, you know, when you forget my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, And think back, was it really forgetting? Did she text maybe the next day? Does she have a lot of kids? Is there a lot going on? I know, it it feels really shitty. The issue to me sounds more like it's with your mother. If your mother made a big deal about your birthday every year and you didn't position yourself with this victim mentality, I'm just saying this to you like from love, as brother gets everything, I get nothing. Maybe you truly are not the favorite, but I doubt that's the case. The wedding thing, maybe you're not crazy about the fiance. So it's all these tiny little things. Well, and if he is doing it, like as a joke, she put it in quotes, like he said, like, oh, I'm going to do it the day after your birthday. If he's doing that just, just to be like, I don't think so. You. If he is, then your brother's a psychopath and yeah. you don't need to be friends with him. But 10, 10, 20, 20 is super cute. Um, my dad and stepmom, I'm pretty sure their wedding anniversary is two days after my birthday. Hmm. But my stepmom's birthday is also like a day or two before or after my birthday. Like dates get clogged up. There are certain months that are better for certain things. Yeah, my dad got married like the day after my birthday. And guess what? I don't live with them. So I never have to see when they celebrate their anniversary. And it's all kind of congealed into one big celebratory week. Um, So that's that. I think your issue is with your mother. And I think maybe you don't love your brother's fiance. The man should always love the woman a little bit more than the woman loves the man. That's just the way these things go. Uh, And unless there's like a real reason, you know, unless, you know, she's secretly cheating on him or you really hate her, I'd take a long, hard look. I think you feel unloved by your family at the moment. 
Yes, I think this is making that worse. If if the brother kind of always gets everything and is like, screw your birthday and your mom doesn't remember stuff like that. Those are issues that exist whether or not there's yeah. the wedding. Yeah. So uh, you got to talk to them about it. But just know next year after they get married on their first mm-hmm. anniversary, you'll have nothing to do with it. He'll be yeah. in another city, I'm assuming, doing their own thing and it won't involve you at all. Right, and it's nice that you have an ally in your little sister yeah. who told you about this podcast. Thank you, little sister. Yeah, you're welcome. And you're free to go out and get hammered and not wash your face on your birthday for the rest of your life. Dang it. Anonymous, hi, Eliza. I've officially gotten to the point of quarantine where I get Zoom FOMO. About 25 people from my company got laid off last week, including me, and I'm still friendly with some of the people still there. Why? Last night, one of the girls who was laid off too posted on Instagram a screenshot of about four people, both current and former employees, having a Zoom happy hour. And then two hours later, another screenshot with about 10 people in the call. There were five people in the picture I had texted with in the past 24 hours, including the girl who posted the screenshot and I got upset that I wasn't thought by any of them to be invited. Should I let it go and accept that they aren't really my friends or should I confront someone or all of them about not being included? Thank you for all the entertaining you've been doing while self-isolating. I love Don't Panic Pantry. As the person who Uh, always invites people and has parties, I'm always a little bummed when I'm like, really? Nobody thought of me? Yeah. Uh, There is the version where this sporadically happened and one was talking to the other and she was like, oh my God, let's conference in Ted. And Ted's like, let's call up Jerry. And it happened organically Um, or they were just closer. But the truth is, if you don't work at that company anymore, maybe they felt uncomfortable. I don't know the circumstances around you being let go. But they don't work there either. Some of them don't work Some of them do, but maybe those people were friends already outside of work. Like, I don't know the intricacies of it. That's Um, possible that they hang out outside of work and you just don't know about it. But the truth is like, you're going to have many jobs in your life and the office environment is what bonds people. You would probably not hang out with these people independent of that. Mm -hmm. You probably, just like your best friend growing up, like you probably wouldn't have become best friends with them if you all took a personality test. It was just that they live next door to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's probably not your soulmate. He just was the farmer down the road and you had the farm up the road and now you're together. Mm -hmm. Circumstances create our relationships. So it is a bummer. It never feels good to be hurt. But also next week you could be on the Zoom and someone else might not be there. It we never realize when we're being included and we always notice when we're not being included. Mm-hmm. So I would take it with a grain of salt and uh, you're about to start a new chapter of your life, onward and upward. Yeah. Fuck those bitches. You don't want to be on a Zoom call. No. There's, gonna, there's 10 people on there. Guess what? Two of them are talking and you're sitting. Oh, look, we've got a fun background. Everyone get drunk alone in your home office. <laughs> can't, can't. I have been socially watching Real Housewives with my friend where I put the TV, the, the screen up and we watch the same episode. I can't. Even with sitting with my husband, if he makes a sound while we're watching TV, I'm just like, shh. I like silence when I'm consuming my TV. When you're, I, with, a, with a show like Real Housewives, I want to talk about it while it's happening. No, because then the sound cuts out and then I hear, okay, wait, go back. There's always a friend that's like, wait, wait, rewind that part. Did you see that? I'm like, what did I just rewind to? Your stupid observation? I'm in charge of the TV. Okay. Hi. Do you wear your sheriff's badge? No. Welcome to TV land. I'm Deputy Emily. Hi, Eliza Emily. I forgot your name for a second. I was like, is her name Dan? God. Deputy Dan. Hi, Eliza Emily and the adorable Chanfu. I'd like this question to stay anonymous as the girl I'm dating listens to this podcast as well. No way. Need that name. So her and I have been socially dating for two months now. Are you a dude or two chicks? Or is it a non-binary person and a chick? I guess a guy. Or is it a chick that identifies as a chick? So her and I have been socially dating for two months now. She and I. Recently, she met my two friends who are married. We had a good night with some drinks. I was driving us home. Otherwise, yeah, it's definitely a dude. I was driving us home, so I sipped my one glass of wine for the few hours we were there. The next day, my male friend texted me. Could be a chick. And said that. It's a chick. Because she said male friend and a glass of wine. Texted me and said that- Were you lifting weights? (laughs) Bro. That girlfriend isn't allowed at the house because his wife felt disrespected by girlfriend, saying she was flirting with her husband by sitting on his lap, dancing with him, and touching his chest. However, girlfriend also sat on wife's lap and danced with her. Not even slutty dancing, but teaching them salsa. Oh, and girlfriend is super gay. Okay, two girls. I haven't brought this up to girlfriend because wife made it clear that she doesn't want to reconcile and I know girlfriend is going to want to fix things. How do I handle this situation? My concern is that I see this relationship becoming more serious and I don't like that I'm already hiding something from my girlfriend. Girlfriend loves meeting new people, loves meeting my friends, and is going to eventually bring up hanging out again. Friction makes a pearl, but wish... 
Oh, good Virtue God. makes a pearl? Friction makes a pearl. Oh, but, wife, I said that. but wife doesn't wish to resolve. Ooh. Do I force the resolve? Tell girlfriend and let her Ooh. knowing she can't fi- let her stir knowing okay. she can't fix it. Let it be. Okay. Okay. So girlfriend, I get it. I get it. you get it. But I love the labeling. Girlfriend. What? Like it's very it's actually very clear with yeah. these pronouns. Um it sounds like there was a lot of alcohol involved. And it sounds like wife got drunk and got insecure and was like, I don't like you. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, you know, you don't want someone all over your partner. Fair. Um, I still wouldn't love it. Uh, I, I, I still don't think my husband would love it if like a really hot gay dude was like kissing me and like, cause it's still like a boundary thing. Yeah. Um, so there is that. And she might be super protective. I don't really think it's ever appropriate to sit on someone's lap because even though girlfriend is gay, and by the way, she may be bi, whatever, but let's say she's fully gay. Homeboy is not. The husband is not gay. Right. And, you know, he's thinking like, what if my wife and girlfriend maybe weren't, were gay extra together? Yeah. You know, so while she is your girlfriend to husband, and it sucks too that your male friend, the husband, like didn't put a stop. Was like, "Hey, this is my personal space. That's my wife." Yeah, you know. I don't know if that you is- have the kind of friends that are cool with it. Like, it's one thing, but there are personal boundaries. I do think it's a little. I don't blame the wife for being like, "I don't want this again." You know, just because you're sitting on the husband's lap doesn't make it's like it's okay because I also tried to sit on your lap. It sounds like everybody was just really drunk. Yeah, it's unfortunate for you that your friend wouldn't be like, "All right, maybe give it a whirl without alcohol." Yeah, but like a lunch. Your priority, if you love your girlfriend, should be keeping it very honest. Keep it 100 with her. Keep it honest with her. Those are the wife's feelings. Um, It's unfortunate that your friends would want to put such a full stop to all that hanging out. Yeah. Uh, This idea that, oh, it's okay, I'm gay. You have to respect, straight or not, that everybody has their personal space. Just because someone's gay doesn't mean you can change in front of them or that they can see you naked or you can see that. Like, just because you don't want your private parts on them doesn't mean it doesn't go the other way and doesn't mean that it's not another human with their own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes two to tango and that husband didn't stop it. So her issue should really be with the husband who let her do all that stuff. Yeah. And it also could be when they were drunk, it was fine. But then in hindsight, she wasn't cool with it. I would... Have a conversation. I mean, it's it sucks, but I think you do need to protect the girlfriend. That being said, your girlfriend could have been inappropriate. I don't know because I wasn't there, but it does sound like everybody had a part in this. It wasn't like her just forcing her way in. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. unfortunate that it always has to be now it's a, a female issue. Now it's the wife mad at the lesbian girlfriend and somehow the husband who provided the lap and dance and all this stuff. Yeah. Like he's just innocent. The bigger issue is that he's not at fault and somehow right. your girlfriend is. So gay or straight, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Okay. So protect your girlfriend, um, keep it transparent. But if that wife is going to make it this difficult, then that's not your friend. Yeah. Sorry. At to Julianne Harris Art, what is the deal with baby showers? For context, I'm an unwed and unbabied 30-year-old and have never registered for a gift. Every time a friend gets pregnant, motherhood naturally takes over and I'm left with nothing but a text thread of baby pictures and sorry, I can't hang out now or ever because my baby is everything to me messages. As if losing my friends to motherhood isn't enough, I'm always invited to spend money on their choice to have a baby and stand around with a bunch of hens clicking about their respective babies. Wedding gifts, I understand. But baby showers? Shouldn't the choice be generous be mine to make rather than an expectation? Not to mention baby showers are exhausting, expensive to attend, and I spend the whole time trying to catch a buzz off a baby-sized glass of champagne waiting for it to be over. How do I politely never attend a baby shower without insulting my friends, sisters, cousins, etc.? It's so tough because I don't live in that environment. And it's actually difficult for me to imagine that environment, but I understand this is the circumstance for most women Mm -hmm. in most places outside of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe you live in a suburb or like somewhere like Atlanta Mm -hmm. uh, where these rules still apply where it's like, if you're not 30 and married, you know, you're a little butthurt because you're not married and you don't have a baby. The older you get, maybe you'll want a baby, maybe you won't. Let's say you don't want a baby. Still, having a child is all consuming and transformative. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy. And I don't have a child, but I'm still willing to have this perspective. 
it's very easy to look at these women and judge them and be annoyed and be like, ugh, your baby. Yeah, uh, something you carried for nine months ripped you open and need you for every single thing. I'm sure these women would love to drop everything and be able to go out, but you have to take care of another human life. People who have babies, it is not uncommon. Every phase you go through in your life, it's not uncommon to realize that the other people that are accompanying you into that phase also are going through that phase. It is not uncommon once you're married to realize, wow, I don't see as many unmarried friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, we only go out with couples. And when you have kids, you want to hang out with other people that have kids so that somebody will watch the kids while you hang out. It is totally okay. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to put down what they're doing. Um, I don't think it's a big deal to go to a baby shower. That being said, I've only been to one and I didn't stay for long. Um, but there's f- free food and there's drinks. There's a lot of pressure though. You got to like play games. There's a lot of like- okay, The game thing is gross. Um, you don't have to go. And if this is your best friend from forever, I would think that you would want to be there. Yeah. But the truth is you also don't have to ex- send an expensive present. Flowers, it's fine. You know, nobody, somebody is a monster if they're like, where's my expensive bassinet? You send what you can. It's a part of growing up and life and friends and celebrating. And think if you did something, you'd want people to support you. Uh, we all think about that Sex and the City episode where Jessica Simpson lost the shoes and then she made them con- contribute to a fun. Um, if these are your close friends, then they'll stay your close friends, but you will lose a lot of these friends and they will be busy with their kids. And that's just the way it goes. It's not personal. They're not yeah. thinking about you for whatever it's worth. If you really want to see if people put their money where their mouth is, mouth is, then you should move and have a housewarming party. I did this with my friend, Jody. She bought a house, first home, and I through her. So like it, I made it sound like I was throwing her the party so that I could send an invite on her behalf. And I wrote to all of her friends and I said, Jody has purchased you baby shower gifts, wedding gifts, everything. And now it's time for you to buck up and pony up and get her a housewarming gift. And everyone did. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't give you stuff because you're not asking for it, but yeah. you will not be friends with the majority of these people. Don't be rude about it. Yeah. This is an exciting time for them. They're not thinking about you. So if you if it's magnanimous of you to attend even for 20 minutes and say, I have to go. Mm-hmm. But if you really don't care about the person and you really feel that bad, then don't go. It's mm-hmm. really fine. Yeah. That's it. Nobody cares. Okay. Well, you have somewhere to be virtually. So we're going to do a quick top and bottom of the cob. This a top with a cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Oh, my top of the cob is this. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I find myself drinking, as I say this, like the Micro Machines guy, really fast. <laughs> Yeah, Many so. cups of coffee. I used to be like, I have one cup of coffee. I was good. Yeah. I drink about five cups of coffee a day. And what I found pleasure in, I go to bed excited to wake up to it's chug coffee. coffee all day and then just machine gun out diarrhea later. Um, I take a glass. I buy cold brew concentrate because my regular coffee machine's not doing it. And I spend all day just adding water to my cold brew concentrate and milk. And I have a watery milky, watery, milky, tepid mixture that I just sip on. And... Uh, it's it's become like a brother to me. Take <laughs> it. My top of the cob is that I feel like ordering Postmates. I feel less guilty about it now because I really I should be spending the money on Postmates, but now I'm like I'm helping the economy. This is doing my part. Ah, well that brings up my bottom of the cob, which is. We're all obsessed with virtue signaling and white knightmanship. <laughs> it uh-huh. bothers me that I can't say you can't just say. I ordered Postmates. I picked up food to go. Instead, you have to frame it. I'm helping our local economy. I'm helping small businesses. Yeah. Like we have to wrap it in this virtue versus being like, I was too lazy, so I had somebody bring me something. Yeah. You have to frame it like you're helping all yeah. these people. I'm saving the world. My neighbor Postmate it. I would never do this. A cup of fucking coffee oh, the other day. I'm not doing that. You're not helping the economy. You're lining Postmates pockets. You're putting garbage in the air. You better be tipping big oh, if you're my, doing that kind of nonsense. Of Do you just have nothing in your home? Oh. Here's your lukewarm no. bottle of plastic, cup of plastic. Yeah. So that's my uh, bottom of the cob is that, or if you're out, like I went out the other day, um, I had to go to the police station to fill out something. Don't ask me about it. And on the way home, uh, we stopped at this like Japanese market. And the whole time I was like, oh my God, what if people find out? You are allowed to go to markets. The idea is that you're not like luxury shopping out, just hanging out. But like, you're allowed to leave the house if you have to. We're already Mm -hmm. out of the house. People don't understand. It's not about being in a store. It's about being around people. And I wasn't. 
And I hate the defending. Like here it's, I am, I know. don't panic pantry, hunkering down for weeks at a time. If I go out to buy some, even if I do go out to purchase a cup of coffee, get the fuck off my back. I got a mask. Doing I got gloves. Best, yeah. It's touchless. Yeah. I'm not the typhoid Mary here, but yeah, I'm helping local economy. It's like, no, you wanted a burger. Yeah, I did. That's okay. My- and what's your bottom of the cup? Uh, I was not at peak physical fitness before, but boy, oh boy, I'm just like winded. Do it. I'm not move. I'm trying to move. I got a little stepper that I can walk on on my home, and I get on it, and then I'm like you do three steps, and shape. I'm like, yeah. you've always been in pretty great shape. No, I'm dying. It's very, very it's hard for you. Quicker and quicker. So I got to get some kind of routine during all this. Oh, if only you worked with someone that knew something about physical fitness. If only let's get you a fit you on. Can't app. know about what's happening with with. With my body. There is a function on Fit On because there's all the different ac- exercises you can pick from like cardio, yoga, HIIT mm-hmm. classes. There's one that says small spaces. There mm-hmm. is There are classes just for people. Who I have that. Spaces. I may have to open it back up and try that out. Yeah, all of Japan is like going nuts over it. Mm. Uh, all right. So that's mm-hmm. that. This is Ask Eliza Anything. Please send us your questions. If you have questions, please leave them in the comment section of the Ask Eliza Instagram account. Yes, or DM them and you can say either make me... ask Eliza. Yes, do not DM them to me. They will get erased. Yes. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.